At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside of the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Point Spread Saturday. In a November, November 20th, here in the college football season, Femi Abebefe, aside Amal Shah, we've got five picks for you guys coming up at 6.15. Mark Zinno, our SEC correspondent, joining us at 6.30 as well. We break down everything in the conference that just means more. Three games featuring top 25 opponents. And, of course, a little bit of market check coming up in the second hour as well. But first, Amal, how are you doing today as we enter in the money-making portion of the college football season? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'll tell you what, my first question is, why are we going to talk about the SEC today outside of Florida and Alabama and Arkansas? Uh, it just uh, means Florida, more. Missouri. Really? <laughs> I, I, I guess scheduling Charleston Southern and Prairie View a and it, it does mean more, huh? Well, we got to get our, our glorified bye weeks in there, but we still need to play the game to get a little bit of money for the season ticket holders, Mall. So uh, we got to get those games scheduled in there. Got to pillage all the donors, don't we? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's college athletics in 2021. That's just kind of the reality of it. But in 15 minutes, we're going to debut Amal's A-list. These are teams that are going to need a win, like they need air to breathe. That's coming up in 15 minutes as we go down and break down these important games with Rivalry Week coming up next week. This is the penultimate week of the regular season here as next week is Rivalry Weekend. But let's first start off in the Big Ten East Mall. I know you got your eye on this game. I actually have a pick in this game. We'll save that for the second hour, like I mentioned. Michigan State taking on Ohio State. The Buckeyes, 19-point favorites with a total of 69.5. In this game, the winner is likely to look like the kind of 
the favorite to come out of that Big Ten East and represent them in Indianapolis in a couple weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Michigan State with a victory head-to-head against the Wolverines. So Michigan State, uh, along with Ohio State, both control their own destiny. But Michigan State with a little bit easier path because if they were to win this game, then they have a home game against Penn State the following weekend. And looking like everyone's going to be facing off against a very tough Wisconsin team in the Big Ten championship game. But for the Buckeyes, great opportunity. Game day here, noon Eastern start time. Uh, this is a team that has given Ohio State troubles in the past. You go back to 1998, Buckeyes were number one and until they lost this game to Nick Saban. And this is kind of the game that put Nick Saban on the map as a head coach. Uh, Sparty ends up winning that one. And, you know, throughout the course of their history, 2015, excuse me, 2015, yeah. yeah uh, the, the Buckeyes lose that game at home as Geiger makes a field goal at the end of the game in that one to win 17-14. Uh, that was the season that the Buckeyes left the national title on the table. But we'll see what they do today. I think this offense is flourishing, Femi, the way they're playing. I just don't think there's enough in the Michigan State's pass defense to really slow this team down. Yeah, the loser of this game effectively out of the college football playoff race. These games this weekend and next weekend, of course, will have big-time college football playoff implications and also conference implications as well. Like I mentioned, I'll have a pick in this game coming up in the second hour as we continue to move along here with our top 25 games. And the SEC, you mentioned you're making fun of the SEC there, saying that they've got Charleston Southern and all these glorified uh, beat-up teams. But Scrimmages. Alabama's taking on Arkansas as one of our top 25 matchups this week in college football. The Crimson Tide right now are favored in the game as, of course, no surprise to anybody else. That last check, 20-point favorites in this game down there in Tuscaloosa against this Arkansas team. Yeah, 20 and a half actually is the consensus line with a total of 58. But what's your read on this game here between the Razorbacks and the Tide? Yeah, first of all, let's start with Greg Byrne, the AD. There's going to be some questions about him. How come you didn't schedule a scrimmage before the Iron Bowl? You're actually <laughs> scheduling an opponent with a pulse. Uh, I'm well, they had New Mexico that. State last week. Yeah, they didn't want to make it too obvious. What is Greg Byrne doing? They I mean, want to make it too they, obvious. They usually do this. But anyway, in terms of this one, uh, look, I think it's really going to come down to can K.J. Jefferson and company get between 20 to 24 points? If they can score that many points, I think they got a great chance to win the game. I don't think Bryce Young can win the Heisman today. I think he can put himself in a great position for the Iron Bowl and the potential Georgia game uh, leading up to that. They're, they're in a great situation right now. But if you are uh, Arkansas, you've got to be able to move the ball on the ground. Johnson's got to be more effective than he was in their last game. And KJ Jefferson's got to hit the throws on third down and uh, in the intermediates. Third down of four, five, six, and seven. They've got to convert those at times to have sustained drives against Alabama. Got to watch out for Will Anderson. Going to have to make sure he, you keep him off of uh, – of K.J. Jefferson there, leads the nation in sacks. He's had a tremendous year. But it'll come down to can Arkansas get off the field on third down against the Bama defense. If they can do that, they can cover. If not, this game could be similar to what we saw out of the Ole Miss-Alabama game. Yeah, it's funny enough, Arkansas, they haven't covered the closing number. Now, they covered some numbers. I had them last week, minus two and a half. They ended up winning that game by three. But I believe it closed three They haven't covered the closing numbers since October 9th at Ole Miss. This is an Arkansas team that started out fast and then kind of got the doors blown off them at Georgia, and it's been kind of tough sledding ever since there now that SEC play has gotten underway here. But do you think that they can possibly do enough to stay with this Alabama team that at times has not looked the best, or at least what we're accustomed to seeing from the Crimson Tide. Yeah, and to your point, when you look at the, uh, the pass defense for Alabama, that's a weakness. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if KJ uh, Jefferson and this offense are necessarily good enough to take advantage of it. If they are, and if they're efficient, I think they've got a chance in this one to be competitive. I don't think they're going to be able to go into Tuscaloosa and really pull off an upset. I don't see this game being between 10 to 14 points. I think it's one of those where it's 17 to 31. I just don't know if they cover or if Alabama's the one that gets the 
cover here. Bama, 7-1 ATS in the last two years against SEC opponents at home. In the ACC, this is one of the interesting lines. I think everyone kind of did a double take when they saw this initially coming out here. Clemson taking on Wake Forest at home in Death Valley. The Tigers, four-point favorites with a total of 57. And Wake Forest is the 10th-ranked the team in the country, at least according to the College Football Playoff Committee. Clemson, of course, unranked 2-8 and eight against the spread. Has been very disappointing, to say the least, here in 2021. But... The Tigers laying more than a field goal at home in this ACC clash, Amal. Yeah, they are. But the one thing I would point to, if you look at the schedule for Wake Forest, they haven't played a single team with a defense even comparable in the area code of Clemson. And that's the difference. I mean, I'm just going through their schedule. Florida State, Virginia, Louisville, Syracuse. Syracuse has been decent defensively at times. Army, I mean, that was 70-56. to 56. Um, North Carolina, they give up 58 against, they score 55. NC State, they uh, give up 42 and they score 45. This Clemson defense, family, to me, is still a national championship caliber defense. If you look at it, they haven't given up 20 points to any team by their by their defense in, in the game in regulation. NC State scored 13 points in overtime. That's how they wound up with 27. If you look at Florida State, they got a defensive touchdown to get them to 20 in that one. This defense has been elite. I, I said, you know, Dabo Sweeney, everybody says, oh, he's a great coach. No, he's a great coach because Brent Venables is their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. If, if Venables was not there, they're probably not a, a good team. But the reality of it is, Clemson, can the offense and Will Shipley get some things going on the ground? This team has been bad all year. The offensive line play has been very spotty. They're going to have to be effective, but I think if there's going to chance to be successful. It's against this Wake Forest team in Death Valley today. I don't think Wake Forest wins this football game. I don't know if Clemson covers. I think they do because it's just such a short number at four. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Wake Forest is going into Death Valley and winning on the road. Is this a game that where you more so look at the total? Because, I mean, Justin Ross, no longer with Clemson yeah. right now, is he left the program, he's going to have foot surgery, get ready for the NFL draft, et cetera, et cetera. But is this a game that where you look at the total, you look towards the under? Because you mentioned Clemson's defense, still a national title caliber defense. And if you think that they win the game, one would imagine that they dictate the pace and dictate the terms of this game. Yeah, you bring up a good point, but here's the reason why I wouldn't look at the under in this game. Wake Forest can't stop anybody. And Clemson, if they're ever going to have a day where they score points, this is the dream. Today's the day. Yeah, absolutely, against this <laughs> Wake Forest defense. So from that standpoint, I just wouldn't want to take this total because, look, I don't think you're going to completely shut out this Wake Forest team. But I, I think they're going to keep them somewhere between 20 to 28 points. I mean, that's kind of a wide margin. But at the same time, if I believe Clemson is going to win the game, it's probably going to go over that total. So it it really just depends on how you see it. I think Clemson will have a little bit more of sustained drives. I don't think Sam Hartman and their delayed running game is going to be as effective in this one. Uh, I I like Clemson here to win this game. I I don't want to lay four, but I I think this is one of those where people bet money line parlays at times. I think this is one where Clemson is a team that covers the money. I mean, obviously wins the game, so they they get there on the money line. Yeah, Clemson 2-8 and eight against the spread, like I mentioned this season. Wake Forest, of course, look poised to represent the Atlantic in the ACC title game coming up here in a couple of weeks. That game overplayed in Charlotte, North Carolina. To the Big 12 of them all, Baylor and Kansas State. Now, this is another interesting game here where the unranked team at home is the favorite against a ranked team. And Baylor, the Bears, coming off a big win, outright upset over Oklahoma a week ago. Right now, K-State, one-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 50. 
this game can go either way, it feels like, Kamal. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think this is a complete toss-up. You know, we're talking about Baylor and the job they've done, and they finally got some recognition, and deservedly so. Dave Aranda's done a tremendous job. They're sitting at 8-2, and two, and nobody has talked about this team, Femi. They've been tremendous. Uh, they lost at Oklahoma State. No shame in that. That's a one-loss team there. And then the bad loss that they had was after TCU and Gary Patterson part ways. They lose up in Fort Worth. But to me, when you look at this team right now, this is going to be a tough game. Skylar Thompson back under center for the Wildcats. They're sitting at 7-3. and three. Nobody's talking about the job K-State's done. All we talk about in the Big 12 is how Oklahoma – offensively is inept at times, mm-hmm. and how Texas is just terrible. Well, the reality of it is you got three teams with one, two, and three losses in Oklahoma State, Baylor, and K-State, and all of them done terrific jobs, particularly tough at home. And I think this is a tough one for me to call here, Femi. I, I don't like either side. I don't have an overwhelming confidence on one, uh, one way or the other in this game. I have a play in this game, and like I mentioned, 6-15, who will reveal our picks, five of them between the two of us. But you mentioned that Big 12 standings. It's one of the more fascinating conference races that we have in the country this year, just because there's no divisions. It's the top two teams that make the conference there. Who do you think plays in the game down there in Jerry World, the two the two top teams? Do you think it's just a rematch of Bedlam, or maybe Baylor could possibly spoil the party? Well, it, look, it comes down to today. If Oklahoma wins and if Oklahoma State wins, it's going to be a rematch, right? Because yeah. – then you're going to have, unless, well, actually, let me correct well, one Baylor thing. Well, Baylor, yeah. Baylor wins the head-to-head. The three-way tiebreaker Oklahoma State is in. If Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma State wins today, they're in the Big 12 title game. And if Oklahoma wins, because even if they lose to um, Baylor, um, excuse me, to, in, to, to Bedlam, it won't matter because they have the head-to-head against Baylor. So Oklahoma yeah. State will be in there, in my opinion. I think they're going to find a way to win. I don't think they cover today, but we'll get into that later on. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Oh, like I mentioned, the penultimate week here in college football's regular season. On the other side, we're going to break down Amal's A-list, teams that need to win like they need air to breathe. We're rolling along here. It is Point Spread Saturday on a college football Saturday in November 20th here in the year 2021. Stick with us here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. The new episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod previews graded stakes races Saturday in Kentucky, California, and New York. Trainer Jack Sisterson talks about Channel Cat's bid to win the Red Smith Stakes at Aqueduct. TV analyst James Scully takes a look at this weekend at Churchill Downs and a long look to next year's Kentucky Derby. Race Day Las Vegas host Ralph Sirocco handicaps the races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast. Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Point spread Saturday rolling along week 12 in the college football season, the penultimate week of the regular season here in college football. Femi Abebefe and Mal Shaw coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. In about 15 minutes, we'll do the biggest line moves over the course of the week. Circa always puts out those lines on Sunday afternoon prior to the upcoming college football week. So we've got some line movements, see where the value is, see if we agree with said movement. But now... Let's get to the segment that I know folks have been waiting for. I know Amal, my partner over here to the right of me, has been waiting for this segment as well. It is Amal's A-list. Teams that absolutely need wins like they need air to breathe. Amal, you've got six teams, it looks like, that you believe absolutely need a win today. How about you let the folks know who those teams are? Yeah, let's start with Oklahoma. We briefly touched upon it before we went to break. The Sooners in a critical game today against Iowa State because if they were to drop this game, Femi, then obviously Bedlam becomes a must-win, but it's a real problem because of the three-way head-to-head tiebreaker with Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor. So critical game here at home, line down to three now. I think Boomer Sooner wins this game as good as Iowa State has been against Oklahoma in the past. I just don't think this Iowa State team is as good as I anticipated coming into the season. I think the Sooners win this game. So Oklahoma team needing to get a W today. Iowa State comes in at 6-4. and four. Obviously, they'll get up for the game because it's the Sooners. But I think this early start time, 11 o'clock, remember, in Norman. So uh, I think Oklahoma wins this game now down to three in this matchup. I just mentioned it, Oklahoma State. They're on the road taking on the Tortillas, Texas Tech, up in Lubbock. (laughs) It will not be an easy matchup. I think Oklahoma State wins this football game, but I like Texas Tech to cover. I think this is one where the Red Raiders, off of that win against Iowa State, use that momentum to be competitive against a very, very good Oklahoma State defense, vastly underrated on a national scale in terms of what they've been able to do so far, Femi. I I think it's going to be a challenging matchup for uh, Oklahoma State on the road. 
Yeah, almost it's like one of those look-ahead type of spots here with Bedlam coming up next Saturday. We all know that a lot of the attention is going to be played to that game, especially if both teams win. Do you Any, I guess, fear or trepidation about this Oklahoma State team playing a lesser Texas Tech team that's coming off of an upset win? Any fear that they might look ahead to what they see in Bedlam next Saturday? I hope they do. I got Texas Tech, <laughs> so I'm hoping they're looking at it. Just for me, it's a simple fact that it's a, it's a decent-sized number on the road, and I think Oklahoma State's very capable of covering, especially with this defense. But Texas Tech plays just good enough and competitive enough. I know they had a couple of hiccups along the way this year, but I felt like that Iowa State win was good for them. And, again, I don't think they win this game, but I think this game is a, one of those that – kind of finishes somewhere in that three to seven range in favor of Oklahoma State. But it's going to be tight, tough. We've seen uh, Oklahoma State. You go on the road in certain situations, you yeah. find yourself in tough games, and I think this is one of those matchups where they could have a bit of a hiccup. This is a game I know you've got to play on. We'll have that in about an hour between Baylor and Kansas State. I thought this is the toughest game, arguably, on the board all weekend. When you look at these two teams, they're very good. I think Baylor's getting a lot of credit for doing a great job of slowing down uh, Oklahoma. But now you're going to play a team in Kansas State who does have three losses on the year, two of them coming at home in back-to-back weeks against the Sooners in Iowa State. But I think this team's tough at home. It's going to be a dangerous spot here for Baylor, and we're seeing them. I think Baylor's the one-point favorite, or do I have it reversed? Uh, Kansas State is the one-point favorite. Kansas one point favorite. One and a half even in some places. I okay. even seen, I've seen a two around town here at the Westgate. Yeah, the one is virtually, I mean, worst-case scenario, you would push, but in reality, it's just mm-hmm. whichever side you like to win the ball game. I, I think this is a tough game. I think it's tough to call, but an important game for Baylor because we talked about it briefly. If they want to have a shot at getting to the Big 12 title game, this is a game that they need to win, and then you hope Oklahoma State loses today because then you're, you're or excuse me, Oklahoma loses. Uh, what's the breakdown exactly? Because if, if Oklahoma he, State clinches if they win today. Did, did they win? Okay, so you yes. need Oklahoma so, State So to Baylor, lose. you're hoping for Oklahoma I mean, State to lose and then Oklahoma State to win Bedlam next week. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So uh, from that standpoint, but I think this is going to be a tough game here for the Bears on the road. Want to go out west, Rice Eccles Stadium. Uh, this to oh, that's me, that's a good one of all. This is. I, I think this is probably the best matchup of the day. Oregon at Utah. Oregon's a better football team than Utah. Make no mistake about it. But the most important position, I think Utah is better than Oregon. I like Cameron Rising over Anthony Brown. You're a Pac-12 guy. You you lived in the Northwest. You covered the Pac-12. When you look at Oregon, I think they've got all the pieces everywhere else mm-hmm. except for the most important position, which is quarterback. What do you think about this team going on the road? Look, they're a very physical team. They can run the ball. They've been tremendous running the ball the last three weeks, the Ducks have. And Utah is a team that's susceptible to the run in that situation. But I just feel like we've seen teams come into this situation and then they come out with an L going into Salt Lake City. You know, it's an interesting thing because Mario Cristobal's Oregon teams tend to play up to the competition. And that's one of the things that I have a pick in this game here, and I don't want to reveal who I like, but it's one of those teams that they play up. This is an Oregon team that obviously clearly talented. They have five stars, four stars, and stuff like that. Crystal Ball has been aggressive ever since he's been there in Eugene in terms of recruiting. I think this is a team that I don't think they're going to be scared of the moment out there in Rice-Eccles. It's not going to be an Arizona State situation where they go in there and you see they're not focused and they let the situation get the best of them because we saw Oregon go to Columbus, one of the toughest places to play in the country. Now, that wasn't a night game. It was a, uh, an early afternoon game. But this Oregon team, at least from what I've seen over the last few years, they're not scared of these type of moments. In fact, I think they actually relish in these type of moments. So it's going to be an interesting game. That doesn't mean that they're going to win, but it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think if they were to lose – it's not going to be because, oh, they lost composure or, oh, they just they couldn't handle it. I think it's just because Utah was better that day. 
Uh, that's a fair point. I, I, li- I like the way you stated that. I, I tend to agree with you. Look, I think the Ducks got a great chance to win this game. Uh, they have a lot to play for, a lot at stake. Not only the they can basically wrap up themselves in a position to win the Civil War next weekend against uh, Oregon State, which would be at home, mm-hmm. then have a rematch in two weeks against Utah. That's the one problem I see for the Ducks. you got to play potentially Utah again in two weeks. That would be a real challenge, having to beat a steam team twice within three weeks. But we'll see if they're able to do that. Pittsburgh taking on Virginia. And the reason why this is an important game against a Virginia team that hasn't stopped anybody all year defensively, uh, Armstrong's been out. That's been a big problem for this team. But Femi, to me, this is an opportunity when you look at the uh, ACC. Pittsburgh with a victory today assures themselves a spot in Charlotte. Uh, that would be huge for Pat Narduzzi. And I think this is a great opportunity, and I think they get it done in this matchup. So I like Pittsburgh to win this game, but it's an important game for them here. What do you think of Narduzzi? I know he gets a lot of criticism on Twitter for just being a conservative kind of coach and not really being aggressive in terms of fourth downs. And here he is with his team. If they win the game, they're going to be going to the ACC title game, which is not what people expected, at least heading into this season. I think you ask a great question. I'm not a big Narduzzi guy. I go back to the game against Penn State a couple of years ago. They had the ball fourth and goal at the one-yard line down 7 nothing. <laughs> they kick a field goal, and they miss the field goal. I mean, you can't do that in that situation. It was just absolutely insane to me. You know – I don't know if enough people on a national level know how good Kenny Pickett is. I think Kenny Pickett, you know, everyone's pointing to Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, all these guys at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett is as accurate, if not more accurate, than any of these guys. He's incredible in terms of his accuracy. This game at Heinz Field today, I like Pittsburgh. I think they dominate. We're not going to see their punter much in this game against this Virginia defense. I think they get it done, and they put themselves in a position to be 6-1 and one in the ACC and then launch themselves into uh, Charlotte in this one. So yeah, P- I, Pittsburgh. Sorry, I don't mean no, to cut could. you off there. Pittsburgh fourteen and a half point favorites with a total of sixty six. Yeah, so I, I, I mean it's a bit of a big number, but we saw BYU beat them by seventeen. I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to dominate this game. This is still a very good front four. They'll be dangerous. They they get home. So I think it would be the difference in this matchup. And then one more game in the Big Ten, Iowa. They need to win this football game today because they're still alive for the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. If Wisconsin wins today. They still have to win next weekend. But if Iowa were to lose today, it's over. Uh, Wisconsin gets into the Big Ten title game. Uh, That's why if you're Iowa, taking on the Illini, I think you've got to win this game. You really need to slow down this Illinois running game. They're one-dimensional. I think Iowa does that. I like this team at home. I'm surprised the money's been coming in on the Illini. But then again, it's hard to lay points with the Hawkeyes. Yeah, the Hawkeyes laying 12.5, but the total... 38 and a half in that game. So it's it's almost like you're threading the needle there. Might as well just correlated parlay, honestly, if you think Iowa's going to win the game. Well, let me ask you, though, which way would you go? <sighs> I mean, over Ill- Ill- Illinois, there's no Brett Bilma in this game. You know, he's tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to be on the sidelines. I was about to say tested positive for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the way you weigh it started, I mean, come on, man. The way usually you, you I don't know, think they're testing for that. Maybe they I, are. I don't, they're I don't they're know. not, but I'm just saying. It's just the way you kind of phrased it. I was like, oh, he's testing positive for cocaine. Okay, let's go. Um, if you made me pick over or under, I. I mean, 38 and a half, you need everything to go right for that's that exactly, game to, go, yeah, that's what I'm to saying, go, yeah. go under, I feel like. But, I mean, who knows? I'm, that's such a tough tough spot there. Is that correct? 2 o'clock Eastern start time? Yeah, it's an, an 11 o'clock game, 11 a.m. Wow, I didn't realize the Big Ten. I guess if you're that bad of a program in Illinois, you're relegated to these weird windows. we got to hide you. <laughs> we, we, I, I thought it might be a Big Ten, you know, 2.30 <laughs> start time in Iowa City, but 2 o'clock, uh, two o'clock uh, on the uh, East Coast, 1 o'clock there? 11 Pacific over here. Wow. In fact, Baylor, Kansas State is a 2 o'clock Pacific. That's it's the a, Big 12. I understand that. <laughs> Come on. 
Baylor, Kansas State. You you might have a population of between the two teams of about 200,000. On the other side, we're moving and shaking biggest line moves in college football week number 12. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash Find warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Week 12 point spread Saturday rolling along from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femia Bebefe, a mall shop breaking things down in about 15 minutes. We have college football playoff market check. It's the penultimate week of the regular season here in college football. Who has a chance to get in? Where is the value possibly on teams who can crack that top four? We will discuss that, like I mentioned, in 15 minutes. But first, let's move and shake. Biggest movers, Circa puts out these lines this Sunday prior to the upcoming college football slate. So, Amal, we have six games with big line moves. And I want to start with the game that we left off with, Pittsburgh and Virginia. This one opened at Pitt laying 11. It's now 14. As you mentioned that this Pitt team, they need this game. They major Amal's A-list. So do you agree with that line move of Pitt now laying two touchdowns at home against the Cavaliers? I, I do, and I think when you look at this matchup uh, for Virginia, the problem is the injury at quarterback, and that's been the biggest problem for this team. Now, Brennan Armstrong is technically listed as questionable in this one, but again, they have struggled without him under center. Remember last week they only put up three points or two weeks ago against uh, Notre Dame mm-hmm. in that game with Wolfolk under center. I think they're going to be in trouble in this game. Pittsburgh with a lot to play for here. They win this game. They're go- Again, as I mentioned, they go to the ACC championship game. Doesn't matter what happens next weekend. I like the Panthers in this game. Uh, now, 14 and a half is a bit of a tougher number here, Femi, as you alluded to. But I think Pittsburgh is a dominant winner in this game. Yeah, if you're in town, Circuit has 14, I believe. So if, if you like Pitt, or actually now it's actually up to 15. So this line keeps moving up with the Pitt Panthers now laying more than two touchdowns there at home against Virginia. Of course, if they win it, they can clinch and get to the ACC title game in Charlotte in a couple weeks. The Big Ten West, we mentioned how Wisconsin and Iowa, they're fighting for it. But Minnesota still can play a little bit of spoiler They opened as a five-point favorite on the road in Bloomington against the Indiana Hoosiers. Now they're laying more than a touchdown at seven and the hook. You think the Golden Gophers can cover this number out there against Indiana? Not only do I think they can, they do. I think this Indiana team has kind of given up on the season. And, you know, I don't want to say that as an indictment in terms of effort. It's just, Femi, look, one of the things that gets overlooked, and it was funny, I was talking about this on a show yesterday. You know, everybody thinks, oh, Texas right now, for example, Texas, West Virginia, both four and six. They could both get to a bowl game. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of players that don't want to go to a bowl game. (laughs) 
and people don't realize that. You don't want 15 additional practices. I was going to say extra practices. Well, yeah, and, and people sit there and think, oh, you don't want to. No, you don't, actually, especially if you're a program that expected to go to an elite bowl. Indiana coming off a tremendous season last year has really regressed this year. Two and eight. Think about this. The last two games, they've been outscored so far 67 to 10 against Michigan and Rutgers. Rutgers put up 38 against you. The Golden Gophers defense should be able to keep this Hoosiers team in check. I think uh, Minnesota wins this game on the road. This is the type of game the boat rowers dominate, and this is why people like P.J. Fleck. They just don't win the big games. And then you've got a revolving <laughs> door at Indiana quarterback, and we saw McCullough, uh, Grammel, uh, excuse me, Grammel, and, of course, Tuttle in there at quarterback. So it's a real challenge there in terms of what's going on with Indiana right now. It's funny you mentioned that these guys sometimes don't want to go to these bowls because think about it. I mean, if, if you have a bowl game, that's goodbye to Christmas break. Yeah. Like you don't have Christmas break. You don't get to go back home and see your family. For a lot of these guys, that haven't been back home since the summertime. So I think that's a point that I know a lot of people talk about bowl eligibility. And, of course, players by and large want to play in these bowl games. But when it's a lesser bowl game because you've had a disappointing season, sometimes you make that business decision of, hey, you know what? I'd rather go see family and open up gifts in December than go play in uh, whoever knows, the New, New Mexico Bowl or something like that. No offense to the New Mexico Bowl. They're not a sponsor, so I don't think they're listening. But, no, to your to your <laughs> point, um, you think about it. Indiana, obviously, 2-8, and eight, they're not going bowling. But the reality of it is, if you're not going to a bowl game in Florida, like I always saw, I thought the bowl game in Boise was like punishment. It, I, I've covered that game. Trust me, it's punishment. I, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you think people are like, hey, you're a southern team. Come on up to Boise in the middle of December. I mean, yeah. my God. What's the matter? Fallujah wasn't able to sponsor a bowl game? It's it's funny. So I was when I was working in Spokane, we were not too far from Moscow, Idaho, where Idaho, the Vandals play back when they were FBS. And I covered the game. They played Colorado State. And that was a Colorado State that was really good. Michael Gallup was a wide yeah. receiver now for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and Idaho wins the game. Matt Linhan, Scott Linehan's kid, the quarterback. They put up, I believe, like 55 or 60 points in the game. Coldest I've ever been in my life. But that's my point. Like, on the field for literally four hours, it's 15 degrees outside in Boise. It's if you, horrible. If you said the bowl game in Boise is being held in August or September, I would be like, that's the destination to go it's to. great city. It's, if you haven't been to Sun Valley, it's an amazing place. There's so many beautiful places up there. But the reality of it is, for teams that are coming from traditionally warmer climates to have to go up to a cold place for a bowl game, it's not something everyone gets excited about. <laughs> it is just... It's something. But the Potato Bowl, though, fun nonetheless. They were pretty hospitable despite the cold weather, and it snowed on the way out, too, so that was always fun. Uh, in the ACC, NC State opened 10-point favorites against Syracuse at home. Now that's up to 11-and-a-half. Do you agree? It's not the biggest of moves, just a point-and-a-half there, but now it's past that key number of 10 there. Do you agree with that line move with the Wolfpack now laying 11 in the hook? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on this one in terms of the move simply because NC State – this has been a very good team. I know they lost that game against Wake Forest, a disappointing one. But overall, they've been good. I and mean, it's funny to me, Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator, not a big fan of his. But I, they, they didn't run the ball a lot against Wake Forest. I know they still put up 42 points, but why not try to control the clock a little bit? Now you're going to face a team that's going to do exactly that to you with Tucker t uh, running the football. Uh, I think this is a competitive game. I'm not a big believer in Dino Baber's team. But they're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They've got Pittsburgh next week, which... I don't think they're going to win. So if they're going to get bowl eligible, this is probably their best shot, even though the Pittsburgh game is in the Carrier Dome. How about the Ole Miss Rebels? They were opening 34-point favorites, now 35-and-a-half against Vanderbilt. Uh, is this the game just for Matt Corral to, to, to pad the stats and, and get those touchdown passes up a little bit here? What do you think of this line move now with Ole Miss laying 35-and-a-half? This is five touchdowns plus. 
if I tell you I don't care, can we move on to the next game? Yeah, we can. <laughs> no, I just, I, <laughs> we the, can. Reason, the reason why I say that is, listen, Matt Corral could throw it's, for 1,000 yards and it wouldn't matter, yeah. right? Like, I mean, Georgia had Hell more touchdowns than first downs against Vanderbilt, right? They had eight touchdowns. <laughs> Vandy had four first downs in that game. Uh, you know, oh, <laughs> to, to quote Davo Sweeney, that well-known philosopher, um, them boys are in trouble. I mean, Van- Vandy's in some serious trouble in this matchup. Matt Corral's going to have a big day. I'll tell you what, if you're Ole Miss, Matt Corral, to me, should only be playing the first half. Forget the Heisman stats. He's not winning the Heisman. Yeah. This is a game where you try to get your guys out of here injury-free and get ready for the Egg Bowl because this Egg Bowl is going to be an absolute war. It's going to be really a great game. Maybe get uh, Lane Kiffin some extra time to get ready for the interview with Miami. What do you think about that? Kiffin, huh? Possibly, possibly Miami Hurricanes. I'll just say this one. Lane was in, in uh, Delray – or excuse me, in Boca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane was having himself a good time in South Florida. I'll just say that. I, I, there could be where there's smoke, there's fire. Possibly yeah. where there's smoke, there's possibly fire. Um, let's those are the wrap up the line moves right there. I want to get to another game in the Big Ten. Not a big line move, but an interesting game nonetheless. Michigan taking on Maryland. Wolverines 15 point favorites with a total of 57 and a half. We've talked about the Big Ten East. Obviously, Michigan State and Ohio State doing battle. That game kicks off 9 a.m. Pacific time here. Um, but what do you think about the Wolverines now? This is another look-ahead spot here with the big game against the Buckeyes on Decimal. Great point. However, I, I think Michigan absolutely dominates. I completely agree with this move in favor of the Wolverines. This is, to me, Michigan State, a uh, Michigan 38-13, 38-17 type of game. I think they thoroughly dominate Maryland. This ter- Terrapins team is going nowhere fast. Um, this one is, to me, blowout city. I know Maryland's got a chance to become bowl eligible, and they'll have that opportunity. I think they can finish out with, yeah, Rutgers. So that's it's always a good opportunity. But I think the Wolverines, with too much on their uh, right in front of them, too much of an opportunity, I think they absolutely crush Maryland today. What is this Michigan team? Because we talked about it before the show even started, that the only ranked team that they've played so far this season was Michigan State. They lost that game. Probably should have won, but they lost it. That's the only team they played. They're only going to play two ranked teams all year. What are we to make of this team? Are they as good as that number six ranking from the committee? Well, look at it this way, right? The, they've played three teams that are pretty good on their schedule, and I know nobody would really include Northern Illinois. but I think, Washington in there? Yeah, uh, the Huskies <laughs> of Northern Illinois, not Washington, have been really good this year. They're going to represent the MAC, uh, MAC uh, championship game. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's a good football team who they thoroughly dominated at Camp Randall, which is not easy to do. They won by 21 there. And then they lost the game that I think they're going to really regret. If Jim Harbaugh, if things go awry for them this season, that's the game they're going to look back on and say, we should have won because they were up 30-14. to 14. Not only are you up two touchdowns, but you're up two two-point conversions. So in essence, it's almost like the other team's got to score four times on you yeah. to a certain extent to be able to get a level. So they're going to look back on that, and that's one they would regret. But I still think Michigan, despite the fact that they've had uh, some challenges, they've been highly successful throughout this course of the season, and despite the fact that Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State, they win next week. Everything is it's all in the rearview mirror. Yeah. They're going to throw a parade before they even get to Indianapolis if they win next week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's funny that we talk about Michigan losing to Michigan State. If they wouldn't win that game, they'd probably be ranked fifth instead of sixth. It's kind of, it's kind of funny how that works I think out they'd be. I think they'd, think they'd be ranked be number three. You think so? Yes. Wow. They'd be undefeated. Hey, well, we'll talk college football playoff on the other side. Market check. Who can make it? Where is the value? We discuss here on Point Spread Saturday. It is Visa V Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSEN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSEN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSEN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Point spread Saturday. Rolling along here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shaw, getting you ready for the penultimate week of the college football regular season. Week number 12. In about 15 minutes, we'll talk a little bit of Heisman Trophy finalists. But first, let's break down 
who we might think makes the college football playoff and the college football playoff odds and see if there's any value here before the final two weeks of the season them all. I just got to say, I'm a little bit fired up. Before we came back from commercial break, our <laughs> producer, Matt, never said, hey, breaking news in case you guys missed the headline yesterday. I was expecting it to be something big. Yeah. And he told us Matt Corral is expected to go to the NFL draft next year. I also understand Ohio State's going to play Michigan State today at noon. That's expected. Are you reporting that exclusively? Yeah, I'm reporting that exclusively. <laughs> He's got me so fired up, and I'm looking at this uh, sheet here. I see Georgia to make the playoffs. This is actually the first time I've seen something that I actually agree with him on after that nonsense he gave us. It was. Uh, I wish the folks in the in the break could have seen what that was like because it was uh, it was quite a bit of fun uh, talking about that Matt Corral going to the NFL draft here. But uh, I thought he was going to transfer. I thought he was going <laughs> to sit out the Egg Bowl. I think my, I think I was holding my breath for a second there, and I was like, okay, where is this going? Uh, but let's get back on track. You're talking college football playoff. Looking at the odds, these are courtesy of DraftKings. Of course, you mentioned Georgia right now, minus 2,500 to make the college football playoff. Pretty much, it's they would have to lose before the SEC title game and, of course, lose to Alabama. So if you like to know, if you think that Georgia's going to lose twice in the next three weeks, uh, you get 12-1 to 1 on that one. I, don't, I wouldn't recommend making that bet there because I think that I, they're going to run the table until at least the SEC title game. I think Georgia at minus 2,500 is actually a good bet. You would lay that? Yeah. Because are they losing to Charleston Southern? No, but that's, a, I, that's a free space. That's very, I love that line. I love that line. Um, think about this. They're a 51.5-point favorite. The total is 58.5. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's really, it's a question of is Charleston Southern going to score or not. Listen, it would be a good matchup if the Jaguars were playing Georgia in college basketball because I think they would beat Georgia. Uh, Mark Rick's team, I mean Mark Rick, uh, Mark Fox's team losing last night to Georgia Tech at home. And then they play Georgia Tech. They're not losing to no, Tech. They're not losing to Georgia Tech. Okay, so now, I mean, they're basically minus twenty five hundred on the money line against Georgia Tech. In essence, they're going to dominate that football game, and then the SEC title game. It doesn't matter. They're not going to get beat by a hundred. No. Even if they do, they're still going to get in. They'll get in. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That to me is if if you have the bankroll to to justify it, folks. Um, I think that's definitely probably a wise play. Minus twenty five hundred there with Georgia making the playoff because yeah, it's two pretty. Easy games, we'll say, before we lead up to that SEC title game. Well, I've seen people make bets like this. I wouldn't normally recommend this myself, but I saw somewhere I was reading an article about the uh, some futures market or something, and I saw one bet, and I couldn't believe the bet. I, I wish I could recall what it was. It was so insane. You're like, I, I can't believe somebody laid this price. But Georgia, because I, I think Georgia's the one team that is already in the playoff, right? Yeah. I mean, with the, the two games they have on deck, they'll win those and they're in, so... Yeah, uh, Ohio State, not already in it, but they obviously have a little bit of work to do, but their chances to impress the committee right now, the Buckeyes, minus 235 to yes to make the playoff, the no plus 190. Ohio State playing a top-10 team this afternoon against the Michigan State Spartans, then, of course, have Michigan the next week, and then whoever comes out of the Big Ten West, likely to be Wisconsin they'll face in Indianapolis there. But would you feel comfortable laying that minus 235 with the Buckeyes, or would you just kind of play it game-to-game situation type? Um, I, it's a great question. I don't know, because I think Wisconsin's defense is elite. You know, people look at Georgia. Statistically, Wisconsin's got a better defense. They're almost 25 yards a game better than Georgia. That's how good this team is. Against the run, they're the number one team in the country. They're unbelievable. But I still think, at the end of the day, Ohio State's going to dominate Michigan State. They're also better than Michigan. But here's the difference between Michigan and this time around then in 2019. I didn't think Michigan with Shea Patterson was that good, yeah. but I think this time around they're better. Uh, my concern is C.J. Stroud from Southern California playing in a cold climate late November in Ann Arbor. 
I get that Justin Fields is from Georgia, but it gets cold at times, like in Harrison, in, in Georgia there. It's just a mm-hmm. little bit cooler, so how does he respond in this cold weather? It's a little bit chilly, but it won't be too bad in Columbus today. So I still think the Buckeyes make it. The Wisconsin game, they just, they just have too much offense for the Wisconsin defense, even though they're elite, compared to what Wisconsin brings offensively. It's interesting that Alabama right now, minus 125 is the yes, the no is plus 105. And that's I, we've been saying it for about five weeks now on this Alabama thing. Just bet them to win the SEC. Like Absolutely. They're, they're, they're plus one, anywhere from plus 170 to plus 160 or so. If they don't win the SEC, they're not going to get in the playoff. I know Joey Galloway on ESPN has tried to make the pitch that a two-loss Bama, if they were to lose close to Georgia, would prove somehow that they're the second-best team in the country. But nobody's going to see it that way. They're not making the playoff unless they win the SEC. You know, to me, when you look at Oregon – they're winning their loss. Okay, fine, you lost to Stanford. It's a bad loss. However, they have still, in my opinion, the best win of the college football season on the road in Columbus. How, how can you put in a two-loss Bama team that lost to uh, A&M on the road who lost to Mississippi State at home? A&M's got three losses. I don't think Bama's getting in with three losses. you got too many teams at the top with just a singular loss. Now, the Big 12 could kind of uh, pillage itself. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, look, their chance of getting in – is based on does Cincinnati drop a game or not? Because I think if you have an undefeated Cincinnati team, remember who played Georgia tight in the bowl game last year in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, I think they're, they're going to get in over uh, Alabama. So I, I don't think Bama with two losses is getting in, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a question I want to ask Mark Zeno, our VEASAN SEC correspondent. He's joining us at 6.30 to talk all things SEC. And our producer, Matt Neverett, just told me that Bama plus 170 to win the SEC. So that has to be the bet there. Do not lay minus 125 there at DraftKings. Just take plus 170 for them to make, or rather to win the SEC if you believe they'll make the playoff. You mentioned Cincinnati, Amal. This is the interesting one. Cincinnati right now plus 270 to make the playoff, the no minus 350. Cincinnati pretty much needs chaos to happen. I know they got Oklahoma to lose, so that's a good thing for them last week, but they still have uh, Michigan right now behind them. But if Ohio State takes care of Michigan and Michigan State for them, that's fine. So they're obviously very big Buckeye fans out there in the state of Ohio. They're rooting for Utah, of course, tonight against Oregon. Oregon Ducks right now three-point underdogs, three-and-a-half in some places. They're obviously rooting for Alabama to drop another game here. But Cincinnati, those are all very real scenarios. Oregon could easily lose tonight. They're underdogs. Alabama's a dog to Georgia in the SEC title game. Is there possibly interest in Cincinnati at plus 270 to be the first-ever group of five team to make this college football playoff? I think absolutely. I I think if Oregon loses tonight, the Pac-12 is eliminated. Yeah, it's over. And also – Keep in mind, on the off chance we get both Oklahoma teams losing, which is not unrealistic to me. I honestly think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, listen, it would be great if it does. It would be complete chaos, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at Cincinnati. It comes down to Cincinnati and Alabama. Because unless – I mean, imagine a scenario where, let's say Ohio State or Michigan wins the big, goes to the Big Ten title game loses to Wisconsin. Oregon loses but wins the rematch against Utah. Um, and then you've got Alabama drops the game against Georgia, and the S and the Big Twelve winds up with teams with two losses. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati has to get in. You could potentially be looking at three conference champions with two losses. Yeah, no, I think if you're Cincinnati, you're hoping for Oklahoma to win Bedlam, but Oklahoma State to win the Big Twelve title game. I think is what you're hoping for because right yeah. now Oklahoma State is the team, and they're plus six fifty to make the college football playoff. If they were to run the table. 
I could see the Cowboys possibly having a strong case to making it and maybe leapfrogging a Cincinnati if they were to beat Oklahoma twice and win, of course, against today against Texas Tech. I would agree with you. If Oklahoma beats Iowa State today, and then if they beat Oklahoma in Bedlam and then win again in Jerry World, I think they get in, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's the thing. If you're Cincinnati, you're rooting for chaos, you're rooting for somehow a split between the Oklahoma schools there. But it's interesting that the Cincinnati team, a few weeks ago, we thought they were, all right, it's over. They're locked out. The committee put them at six. But then once Oklahoma lost, things have kind of gotten better for Cincinnati here. Can you imagine them all? A group of five team in the college football playoff. I mean, it's kind of long overdue in my opinion, but how about that? Just I, It's crazy to think about it, that this could possibly happen. I think there's a good chance that it does happen. But, but I don't understand why this is even a conversation in college basketball. Gonzaga would be considered a group of five school, right? <laughs> they're the number one team. Kick everybody's they, they ass. They're the best team in college basketball <laughs> the last five years overall. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't even understand why this would be even a conversation. Oklahoma right now plus 290 to make the playoff. If you think the Sooners run the table, do you believe that they can go from number 13 where they are right now into that top four real quick? Uh, good question. I, I think so. Just name, brand, um, I think they got a shot. They have to be dominant, though. Look, they got three tough games. Iowa State, Cincinnati. Excuse me, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and then Whoever. either Baylor or Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's hard to see right now. I think there's some places that even have Oklahoma 90-1 to 1 to win the national title. I'm like, I, I wouldn't know. I, would, I don't think I would hang that number there because if somehow they can get you. there, you could get stuck in a pretty tricky situation if Oklahoma is able to turn this thing around in the final couple weeks of the regular season. And, of course, if they're able to win the Big 12 title a great in a couple weeks make. against – the loser, rather, of that Big 12, whether it be Oklahoma State or Baylor. On the other side, Heisman Watch. Who wants to win this award? We think it's down to three guys. We'll break it down on the other side. Hour number two coming up on Point Spread Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 